0: It's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Very important things to get. One of the things I try to do on this program is my sincere, my sincere hope about this program is that there's something that everybody can take away from it, have an aha moment, and go, now I can debate that. Now, when my, my idiot leftist cousin or my sister's boyfriend or whoever it is, you know, yeah, we need like, you know, to make the world fair, we like, we have to have like a global tax. It's not enough to like, you know, tax just millionaires and billionaires because if we just do that, they'll like, you know, take their money and go somewhere else. Well, <laughs> man, crazy, uh, the thought. If you know they're going to take their money and go somewhere else, maybe you ought not do the thing that makes them take their money and go somewhere else. You know, that capital being in our banks for lending and stuff is good. But we see it. We see this all around us. We see people now moving out of the blue states, they are picking up and leaving New York. They are picking up and leaving New Jersey. They are picking up and leaving California and Illinois. And they are moving to Texas, Tennessee, and Florida. In New New Hampshire, they call them mass holes. These are the people that move from Boston up across the line of New Hampshire, but then start voting like Democrats again. There's a reason why Idaho is one of the hottest real estate markets in the nation. Because it turns out, For a lot of people, you don't have to sit in an overcrowded office in San Francisco paying through the nose for housing. You could do your job with a lot of elbow room in Idaho. Just leave your stupid politics behind. So people are, capital is moving about. there. You want to talk about the realignment of this country? We have two versions of it. We have the Democrat version, which is now they sense that there is more of an openness to the power of the state so they're going to tax and spend tax and spend tax and spend the other side of that is a more conservative view which is like i'm done being raped by taxes i'm going to pick up and move someplace where yes there are there is a public a sense of public good and yes there's a sense of community but it is not confiscatory for the point of answering the demands of activists that you pay the tax just to air quote, make things fair. But what I just said about your sister's idiot boyfriend is 100% true. The IMF has now said there must be a global tax. Now, how much time have we been spending on this program? How much time have we been spending on this program on the fact that the federal government under the control of Democrats, seems to be prioritizing the non-citizen. That the federal government of the United States has not only broken free of constraints in the 10th Amendment, they have now broken free of any constraints as it relates to who they plan to serve. They are now a for-all-mankind governing body. The government of the United States is taking responsibility for the entire world right now. Listen to Kamala Harris. We have to address all of the reasons why these people are leaving Central America. No, we don't. Their governments do. And if you're going to chalk it up to global warming, then how are Canada and Mexico and Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, and any other nation not equally responsible? Venezuela has a massive oil industry. Mexico has a massive oil industry. Canada has a massive oil industry. How on earth can only the United States be responsible for what's going on in Honduras? Headline The Hill. IMF warns global tax deal urgently needed to avoid potential trade war. The International Monetary Fund warned on Tuesday that a global tax deal is urgently needed in order to avoid a potential trade war. Quote, we are particularly optimistic for a global trade agreement on income taxation in 2021, said IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva, if I'm saying that right, Georgieva, Georgieva, uh, said, it says, and it is urgently needed to avoid down the road the risk of spiraling to chaotic tax or trade wars where everyone loses. Didn't Janet Yellen work at the IMF? Oh, yes, she did. Now she's our Treasury Secretary. Now she's our Treasury Secretary. The IMF threw its support behind a proposal by President Biden in April to implement a minimum corporate tax, global tax rate. The IMF has been calling for a minimum global corporate income tax rate as a way to interrupt the race to the bottom in corporate income taxation, said IMF Fiscal Affairs Director Vitor Gasper. Speaking to the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reiterated that she was working with other countries to end global tax, uh, the global corporate tax race to the bottom. So now they're going to chase... Every cent, wherever it is around the world, here's the problem with all of this. What they're saying essentially is, government needs more money to, they and they need more resources. You always hear this word, invest, right? Government has to invest in education. Government has to invest in housing. Government has to invest in healthcare. Since when is the government entrepreneurial? Well, here's what here's what really and truly separates. Write this stuff down or just commit it to memory because you'll end up using it. The thing that separates the private sector's view of investment and the government's is basic. Risk and accountability. Take housing, for example. The market is not going to create a single housing unit for the most part. Obviously, you know, there are home developers that may take a chance on building a, larger-scale home in a development than some of the others and the laws of supply and demand, assuming one person might might want more home uh, than some others will. But for the most part, housing is constructed to meet the needs of the market based on what the market could afford and is willing to spend. Now, back to that. The government can't possibly know what we all need. When you hear the government saying, well, we have to have adequate housing and adequate health care and adequate this and adequate that and adequate transportation, you know, some people, and this is what freedom does, and this is very important. Some people don't mind living in a small space. They would rather live in a small space and maybe borrow transport from the government so they could save money, at least in their perception, for, let's say, travel. Now I don't travel a lot. I'm not a, I'm not I'm I'm more of a workaholic. I'm not a vacationer. You know, I like to take my kids to Disney or at least I used to. But I'm not a big vacation person. Some people would rather have a nicer car. Some people would rather have more home, maybe a not so nice car. You can't possibly know what people want and what they need and what percentage of their income they're willing to commit to these needs and wants. So again, you might have somebody who says, you know what, I want to have a really nice car, and then I want to have another really nice car, and then I want to have my Sunday cruiser, so that money I'll take from my vacations. You can't, pos- the government can't possibly, know. only the- now, that's where the market comes in. People that are in the market address risk and accountability. If we build these three-bedroom homes, if we build them too big and they cost too much, the targeted home buyer might not be able to afford it. So home developers will run all sorts of demographic information, the types of employment that are available in the area, the average monthly income, all sorts of things. And then they'll say, okay, we think we could build 15 to 20, three-bed, two-and-a-half-bath, quarter-acre homes on this plot of land. And in this amount of time, uh, this many people will be interested in them, and this many people will buy them. Now, they take a risk doing that. All sorts of things could happen around a developer when they do that. There's risk and reward. There's a potential for failure. Government can't fail, especially when the government is creating a 51% majority of non-taxpayers. What anger does the zero-liability voter have if the government gets involved in a construction project that has massive cost overruns and massive delays? What do they care? They're not paying for it. If the government starts to construct homes based on a construction a, a, a government model and they're lousy. Well, people might be upset about it, but really, if it doesn't cost them anything, they're not going to be that upset about it. When government says it's going to invest in something, it's not really investing. The very nature of investing is risk and reward and accountability. If you have a company, if you have a company that that goes public and they say, we have this great new product we're going to offer the market and it fails... Chances are the investors are going to want to remove the board of directors. There's, go, there's going to be accountability for the people that put the plan in place. But with government, because it has the power of taxation, is rarely ever held to account for massive losses. We are $30 trillion in debt. That's your government investing right there. That's government investment right there. $30 trillion in the hole. and Instead of recognizing... That for about three years, we had massive growth, massive job creation, massive wage growth, and and upward mobility. The Democrats want to not only raise taxes domestically, they want to get themselves involved in a global tax scheme. Why? So government can take more money and waste more money. Government is not wise, it is not restrained, and is not held accountable. That's what elections are for. Yes, again, as we're moving to a majority non-contributor dynamic, what accountability is there? You want to see the government be accountable? Then you have the flat tax and make everybody a taxpayer. If everybody was a taxpayer, they'd start paying attention to what the government's doing with their money. But it's really easy to wait for your check from the government, especially when the government's spending money it doesn't have. Do you think there's anybody in the recipient class that's going, you know, I shouldn't take this earned income tax credit. The government's 30 trillion into the hole. You'd actually, people would actually feel stupid even thinking of that. You're giving me free money? Great. So now instead of the government penalizing itself for poor, poor plans and overspending, now it becomes everybody else's responsibility to pay more taxes. And when they start to tax corporations, that means oil, that means energy, that means productivity and production, manufacturing, wherever it is, you're going to end up paying for it. You, the sucker taxpayer. Why 695-PATRIOT-957-2874? That's the big difference. When government says it needs resources to invest, government is free from risk- and accountability. When was the last time a bureaucrat got fired for misinvesting? Never. You know how many people on Wall Street would lose their jobs if they did what the government did? All of them. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot you can join me live on the Will Call Majority Monday to Friday noon to 3 East 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot channel 125